What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 268th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ, and with me today, I have Will. And I have a very sad announcement to make. The battery on my original 3DS is Muerto. You know, you is can... that the right? What you can change the battery? Yeah. No. Yeah. Will Anderson cannot change the battery. It's like two screws, and you pull the battery <sighs> out. Do I look like a screwy kind of person? Uh, we got Travis here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Magikarp Jump is ruining my life. Have you put money into it? No, no, no not oh, okay. that far. It's just, like I, like I said last week, it's essentially a Skinner box, and it, I don't have fun, like, it was fun at first because it's very cute. It's not fun anymore because I've already seen all of the pretty pictures it can provide. But I'm still playing it because, I mean, there's food that I could have my Magikarp eat. Like, I can't just waste. I mean, th- I have three full training points. Like, I got to spend them. I understand. I will admit I'm probably the type of person whose brain is more captured by that type of mechanic than most. But it just it's just nefarious and I want to escape it. It's not even fun and I keep doing it. Yeah, I'm still playing Magikarp Jump as well. Uh, I don't... I th- will? Probably not. I haven't seen... You move up on my leaderboard? Yeah, I mean, I got to level three, and I thought, that's a grand accomplishment. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Where are you right now, Steve? Uh, rank 41. I think I might be a little higher. Let me see. There was like two days I barely played because of life. Yeah, I'm rank 46, and I beat wow, the they luxury league. Yeah, I've, I've maxed out the amount of um motivation bonus you get to got an exciting show for you guys today we got some pokemon news regarding pokemon go and the new pokemon mobile game that is already out in japan and then we got some emails there's some vast amount of emails that we need to catch up on so we'll probably do a little of that and then we have our pokemon of the week and somewhere in there we will probably talk about magic carp jump a little bit more so that's our show for you guys today no no interview or anything this week just the just just the three of us that was nice thank you <laughs> little 11 a.m singing for you guys 11 a.m we're post noon here buddy y- you're the outlier settle down here let's just jump right into this pokemon news first bit of news here is the entire 52 episode first season of the pokemon haname called Pokemon Indigo League is now available on Amazon digitally. The season is now available in four volumes, 13 each. Amazon claims these episodes are in, quote, HD. Each of the, f- each of the four volumes costs $21.99 for a total of $87.96 for the entire season. Due to the way Amazon Ooh. is configured, episodes can be purchased individually for $2.99 each because they are, quote, HD. Note that this is... A re- this release uses standard seasons as seen on Pokemon.com. Yeah, this is off Bulbapedia, by the way. Let me break it down for you guys. You can just buy the DVDs. I know they're DVDs, but you can buy the entire first season of Pokemon Indigo League for less than $30 on Amazon in DVD format. And I gotta agree with... And that way you don't have to spend 80 something to do it. Yeah, and I gotta agree with Snorlax, Snorlax Monster. We've had him on the show. Uh, one of the news reporters on Bulbapedia, but there's no way these episodes look better. 
Oh, it's kind of like me trying to play Pokemon X on my original, original, original 3DS. <laughs> it certainly doesn't look better. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if the quotes around HD were added by you or if those quotes were originally in the article, but I think it's apt to include them. Although I, I have not seen this Amazon feed of them, but a lot of the time we refer to 720p as high definition. And I mean, DVDs can do that as far as I'm, I think 720p is just like DVD quality and yet we still call it HD. So maybe that's what's going on. Who knows? I haven't seen the Amazon. Maybe, maybe you get every pore in Brock's beautiful face in this high definition remaster Wind Waker HD version of the Pokemon. Now Brock's skin is flawless. I mean, well, do you think that there are people who don't have pores? Because regardless of the beauty or quality or, as you say, flawlessness of one's skin, everyone still has pores. His makeup is flawless. Sure, but... It covers every single pore, smooths everything out. So beautiful. Porcelain. All right. Now, Misty, there is a disaster. Huh. That's a walking train wreck right there. I was watching the Sun and Moon episodes and i'm all caught up now the dvr or whatever playstation view uses to play to like realize what show you're watching decided to play it might have been no it was a johto episode sorry yes because i remember the amazing johto theme song and brock is back as well as misty and it was the chikorita episode none of that matters what matters is one the johto theme song is amazing and two the animation is so bad in that season the lines i thought you didn't care about animation i don't yeah i don't like i would i would it's still all about watch story it. man you're right you're absolutely right like i don't know why you're trying to troll me you're absolutely right i'm just saying that i can recognize <laughs> bad animation just like i could go to an art museum and recognize good and bad art but anyways the animation was so bad i didn't realize how it aged that being said that didn't stop me from watching the episode and realizing that Chikorita beat Charizard at some point. Well, that Chikorita is a real Trickorita. I think Chikorita also beat Pikachu. That theme song is real good. Yeah, it's the best of them all. It's quite good. Second bit of news here is Pokemon Movies 1 through 3 Gold Edition to be released in Australia and New Zealand in July. These will be released on DVD and Blu-ray on July 5th, 2017. This release includes the first three Pokemon movies and their corresponding Pikachu shorts. This will include the English dub. The DVD release will be DVD Region 4 and the Blu-ray release will be Blu-ray Region B. And both are released in PAL. While the DVD release will be broadly available, the Blu-ray release will be exclusive to JB Hi-Fi. Poke Collection will will hold giveaways for both in the future, although no details have been announced. Specifically, this movie set includes Mewtwo Strikes Back, The Power of One, and The Spell of the Unknown, Entai. And the Pikachu shorts are Pikachu's Vacation, Pikachu's Rescue Adventure, and Pikachu and Pichu. I didn't realize the second movie was called The Power of One. I just thought it was called Pokemon the Movie 2000. Pokemon the Movie 2000, The Power of One. That is actually the correct subtitled headline. I have no idea. Go for it. No, Travis is right. Yeah, I've ne- I'm never wrong. I mean, name one time I've ever been wrong on this show. It's not like last week when I said you had to tap on all of the Corsola and Love Disc that I was completely wrong because you don't have to do that at all in Magikarp Jump. 
I've never been wrong. Did you find that out just by letting them pass and seeing what happened, or did you uh, see no, that? No, 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 no. Someone in Slack corrected me. I can't oh, okay. remember who, but someone did. Yeah, we're just the spearhead of a giant internet brain that solves all riddles for us, and, and then we speak out the answer. <laughs> did you guys have a preferred movie out of those three? Oh, I don't even remember what the third one you said was. The Entai one. It's where... I thought Entai was Pokemon the Movie. No, Pokemon the Movie 2000 is the... Lugia. Legendary Birds and Lugia. So, pro- I mean, the third movie is kind of... It's kind of weird that Entei's a dad. That's oh, weird. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Da- Daddy Entei. I mean, I mean, Papa Ante, if, I were to Papa pick e? one to, if I were to pick one to watch, like, today, I would pick the first movie, but I will admit that's purely out of nostalgia and... No, the fact that I know it the best. Like, if I go to a Pokemon movie, it's it's because I I like it's sort of like a the first one is a bit of a comfort movie. It's not necessarily like fantastic, but if I were to pick one of those three, where I was like, where I wanted to see one that I don't remember very well, I would probably pick the Entei one because the only thing I remember about it is that Entei is the little girl's dad, and that's weird. And I would want to know how that happened because I don't remember it. Uh, Charizard shows up at the end somewhere in that Entei movie. (laughs) Yeah, I've only ever seen the first one, so I would watch either of the other two. How have you not seen the other Pokemon movies? Those those were all in theaters, Will. Yeah, when I was 27 and I was doing (laughs) adult things and not being that creepy 27-year-old going to the Pokemon movie. (laughs) This is off BGR.com. Meet Pokeland, the latest Pokemon app for iOS and Android. In the month since oh, Pokemon... I thought you were going to say there was going to be like a Pokemon park at Disney World or something, and I got all excited. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is the Pokemon Rumble spinoff. <gasps> in the month since Pokemon Go's launch in the App Store and Google Play, the Pokemon Company has released two other mobile games, Pokemon Duel and Pokemon Magikarp Jump. The trend continues on Wednesday when the Pokemon Company announced yet another Pokemon app called Pokeland. In Pokeland, players will collect toy versions of their favorite Pokemon and battle throughout a series of islands in attempt to reach the top of Champion Tower. All in all, this basically sounds like a mobile version of the Pokemon Rumble series, which features many of the same elements, including the way it looks. At least that's my opinion, including the way it looks. According to the Japanese website, Pokeland requires an internet connection and links up with your uh, Nintendo account, uh, which will allow you to bring your Mii into the game. I believe this is the first Pokemon game that connects via your Nintendo account. Um... As you battle your way through the island, you will also find gear that will let you strengthen your toy Pokemon team starting today. Android owners in Japan will have the opportunity to participate in a limited alpha test. This test will feature six islands, 52 stages, 134 different kinds of Pokemon. Testers will also be able to climb the tower to the 15th floor, which will be even taller in the final game. Players who participate in the alpha test won't be able to transfer their progress over to the final game. The alpha ends on June 9th. There's no word yet if the game will come to the U.S. That said, Pokemon Rumble and Magikarp the original Pokemon Rumble and Magikarp Jump made it over here, so Pokeland will probably do the same. Yeah, Pokemon Rumble World, uh, you were able to have a me, but I'm not sure if it was the same me as your Nintendo me. If you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think they mean first mobile game because obviously me's are on 3ds, so anybody could access that API and put me's into their game. 
So here's the important thing. Can I take my outfits from Mitomo, which I have a huge selection of outfits of various glory, and, and use them in this new game? That I doubt is it. critical. Yeah, I don't think so. <sighs> what other Nintendo... So Mitomo obviously accesses your Mii. I'm pretty sure Super Mario Run accesses your Mii. You're talking just mobile games? Yeah, just iOS and Android games. Fi- Does Fire Emblem access your Mii? Not that I know of. I don't think so either. Unless it, unless you can use it as like an avatar, but I don't think so. But even if it doesn't access your Mii, when you log into... I was going to say Club Nintendo, but it's not called that anymore. When you log into Nintendo dot com and then go to the reward section there are rewards for both super mario run and for fire emblem and mitomo i don't even know what they're called but you can get like items in the game by spending your coins fire emblem you could get like a fruit like you get five free orbs just by logging into nintendo.com and then redeeming it and then you could get like another two orbs for like 200 coins or something so if Pokéland is also accessing your Nintendo account, which no other iOS or Android mobile game does, I'm sure there would be some something tied into Nintendo.com with with your coins. My guess is that this game isn't going to be too great. I mean, was any Rumble Series game really like that great? They were that's just kind, I, that, that's kind of what I'm saying because Pokemon Rumble can be fun, I think, but and there are some of those games that I do like. But I think anyone who, even anyone who really likes Pokemon Rumble, would admit that the gameplay is pretty simple uh, to your general Pokemon Rumble experience. And we're taking a concept that's already quite simple, um, like doesn't have a lot of depth to it, and then making a mobile version of that. It's probably even simpler to the point of, my guess would be not it wouldn't be that great but we'll see i mean i i played a heck of a lot of pokemon rumble world um that's I enjoyed the, having the free to start one will on on the 3ds yeah uh well i mean you never had to put money into it but uh, you you could play the whole thing without putting money into it but it was just like you could only get so far so fast um but uh, steve you were my king in in that game as i so. should have been I mean, that was fun, and uh, I, I mean, I can see how it can move. That That's an easy move to mobile because, like, the Pokemon don't do that much, so it's easily, you know, just tapping on the screen is, is easy enough to translate the moves and stuff into if they maintain the same mechanics. Here's a question for both of you, because you, you, you both like Rumble, Rumble to some extent, and I will say that my favorite Rumble is the one on Wii U. Because it had multiplayer and it had the wan- the wannabe amiibos, which I thought were just charming in their own right. But that being said, question is, does it upset you or the opposite of does it or excite you? I guess upset or excite you does that it downset me. <laughs> does it downset you that they took what has always been a console slash handheld franchise and now pushed it into mobile? Uh, no, they've got to make money. That's, uh, yeah, that's I'm, fine. I'm pretty, Diver- I'm diversify, pretty, folks. I'm pretty downset about it. I, I, I mean, they've done like the fact that they did what that with Fire Emblem, and I hadn't played Fire Emblem before, makes me want to like 
they did that with Fire Emblem. I had never played it before, and now I want to buy the new game when it comes out on Switch. So, like, I'm proof that that's a pretty good strategy. So I'm very downset about it. So, so Steve, have you ever heard of uh, Willie Sutton? No. He he sounds like a country music star. Incorrect. Willie Sutton (laughs) was a bank robber in the early 20th century, early 1900s. And he's particularly famous because he was caught and uh, somebody asked him, Willie, why do you rob banks? And his answer was, because that is where the money is. So, yes, I expect TPCI to make mobile games because guess what? That is where the money is. Yeah. No. You. I want them to. I want them to make money. <laughs> um, I think what Steve is saying is like, in a perfect world, like where, like, like, like we we all recognize that there's a lot of money in the mobile app market. I, I don't think anyone's contesting that. I think what Steve is saying is like, there's a lot of like, easy money. If if the incentives were or different, you know, like if it were an even choice between making a mobile game or making a 3DS game and they made a mobile game, would that upset you or downset you? I've got, I've got both. I guess I'm downset. Yeah. I mean, I have no turtle in this aquarium, but (laughs) I was just, I was just curious what you, what you both thought. That being said, clearly the mobile game, thing has worked for them and i think that's fine i don't who's buying who's buying the rumble games like i would i would have to imagine out of the games they have sold whether that's pokemon snap or pokemon stadium or pokemon dash or or pokey park i would wager to bet that the pokemon rumble games are probably on the lower end of sales compared to the other spin-off games so yeah. when there, there are some people who really like the Rumble games. It's because they're more like actiony than your typical Pokemon game. Yeah, but actiony, you mean like you mean spamming the A button? Yeah, like you that's could what probably I like to do. You could probably play that through that whole game without looking at the screen and just mashing A. No, you gotta aim. You gotta aim the Pokemon too. But I mean, as, it has to like walk around and go places. I'm, I'm only, I'm only one person out of you know, millions of Pokemon fans, but I played one Rumble game and I got the gist of it and they haven't really changed that formula since. So it always made it very troubling for me to Well, Steve, formulaic storytelling is a well-established... <laughs> to pay like $39 for the 3DS one, which I can't believe that game came out at full price for what it was. Hey, there was a lot of story in that game. I think the Wii, I think the Wii U one, was, which was digital only, was 20 and that one, that one had to have done the worst, just based on the Wii U's install base. And then they did the free one on 3DS, which probably made them a decent amount of money, or maybe not. But clearly, they made some sort of money to make now this one. Hey, remember Pokemon Conquest? Yeah. Well, we're talking about side games. I'd rather games. not. That game's so good. Actually, I wonder, this, this is actually what I wonder now, is... They released Pokemon Shuffle on 3DS, and then they eventually moved it over to Android and 3DS, or Android and iOS. iPhone. I wonder if Shuffle started making way more money on iOS than it did on 3DS, 
And so they saw that, and because both Rumble and Shuffle were free on 3DS, they were they thought, oh, let's move it over to iOS and Android because that is where people are more likely to spend money than on 3DS. I don't know. I'm so just, what you're what you're telling me is we're uh-huh. gonna get a Face Raiders port? Yes, made by the Pokemon so. company, and the only face <laughs> you see is Basculin's. You, I would, I'd play that. For a minute, yeah, I prefer if it was like Reggie's face or something. Speaking of money, everyone's everyone's favorite Pokemon, Reggie Fizame. Yep, he only says his name. This is off TheVerge.com. Niantic earns up to fifty cents per visit to sponsored Pokemon Go stops. That's a lot of money. Hot dang! Hot, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get it. Speaking of money. Travis, we're gonna we're gonna go deep. Wowzers! I've always said money is no good in the bank. Niantic is sh- surely proving that point. Uh, Niantic is making lots of money off sponsored Pokemon Go stops, and particularly crashed out during the height of the game's popularity last year. Interviews with Brazil's Global Paper and TechCrunch, Niantic said that it charges anywhere from fifteen cents to fifty cents for each visitor that the game draws to a sponsored location. There's some uncertainty about the exact cost of a visit, but the figures imply that Niantic could be making millions of dollars off players. Niantic's VP of Strategic Partnerships, Matthew De Feit, told Global, Globo, sorry, that its partners pay 15 cents for every visitor and the company has already attracted 500 million visitors around the world. Every activated McDonald's store in Japan attracts 2,000 visitors a day, he says. When TechCrunch double-checked those numbers with the company, Niantic said it was actually... Niantic said that in actuality, sponsorships cost up to 50% per unique visit. Using Fiat's 15-cent pricing and his 500 million visitors figure, that could translate to $75 million in revenue. At 50 cents per visit, that revenue would jump up to 250 million. In December, Niantic announced that it was partnering with Starbucks to turn 7,800 stores across the U.S. into Pokestops or gyms. That deal coincided with the debut of Pokemon Go themed Frappuccino, which was designed to entice players. Spirit is also offering a partnership with Niantic to turn Oh, sorry, Sprint is also offering a partnership with Niantic to turn 10,000 stores into gyms and Pokestops. It isn't clear how popular the game is following its viral release in the summer. Stop this article to say that as of last night, it was number 19 in the top grossing apps in iOS. But still, over the past few months, Niantic has launched new Pokemon, debuted the game on the Apple Watch, expanded into new markets, Pokemon Go's publisher, the Pokemon Company, says the following release of Game Freak's Pokemon Sun and Moon, its profits, profits rose to $143.3 million, nearly 26 times the profit it made the previous year. Clearly, neither Niantic or the Pokemon Company are going to let Pokemon Go die yet, especially if everyone's still profiting big time. Alright, so before you comment on this, I have off of secondtoto.com, Pokemon Company's profits. They couldn't get, they couldn't nab first Toto. <laughs> uh, so they're couldn't, 15. Couldn't nab that, that uh, VIP URL, that premium URL. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, so the Pokemon company has 19th 
19 fiscal years in its history. So number 19 is the year of Pokemon Sun and, and Pokemon Go and Pokemon Moon. So we'll just start with their 15th fiscal year here. They made uh, $16.6 million. Of, of net profit, right? Correct. Because that would be very, very small if it were gross. Yeah, net profit. Uh, their 16th year, they made $10.6 million. Their 17th fiscal year, $18.4 million. Their 18th physical year, I will stress that this is no game, no main series game this year, $5.6 million. And their 19th year is $143.3 million. So let me well, just... Well, well, well. Let me just go through this one time. 15, 15th year, $16 million. 16th year, $10 million. 17th year, $18 million. 18th year, $5 million. This last year, $143 million. They can finally get those gold-plated toilet seats in the executive bathroom. Wait, not even gold-plated. Just gold. <laughs> gold and silver? No. Who wants a silver toilet seat? Silver no, thank you. Gold. It's a lot of money is the thing with over $160 million. Like, how is the majority of that boost from Pokemon Go? Or did Pokemon... Like, I don't know that much about financial performance of the of the main series of pokemon games i just like them and play them a lot did sun and moon do considerably better than for example x and y or is that jump just because pokemon go came out uh, i can pull up the sales numbers but i do know that the last time i checked sun and moon were geared to pass the sales of x and y but were in the same ballpark, so it must just, that difference must just be Pokemon Go then. Wowzers. People really do like that Pokebug thing on the phones. Pokebug? Pokebugs. You go out, you, you, you poke at your phone, you get the Pokebugs. Oh, Pokemon Go. It's like, what are you talking that one. about? Okay, so Sun and Moon came out, so there was no game in the, no main series game in the year they made five million. And then the year before that uh, was Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. The year before that was X and Y. And then the, 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 first, the first year I read off, the 15th fiscal year was Pokemon Black and White 2. And then in 2011, there was no game. I guess, I mean, there was, but I'm looking at the Japanese dates here. So that being said... If you look, I think, yeah, I, I think it's obvious that Pokemon Go had probably the biggest impact as well as it being their 20th anniversary. So I think we also got Pokemon this, that year. Uh, we also got Pokemon Shuffle on iOS. Uh, we also got, what else did we get? Sorry. We got those monthly Pokemon distributions to like Toys R Us and GameStop and yep. and everything else. They did the whole Twitch thing for two days of all the Pokemon movies. So they did a lot of things last year. And that's that's kind of why I've been a little frustrated recently because they haven't really done anything this year. I mean, Magikarp Jump and Pokemon Duel and, and everything, but they haven't done anything big yet. Which, it blows my mind that look at how successful they were last year and they're letting, I feel like they're just letting that fall off. They're leaving the money on the table. So <laughs> So 2015, we didn't get any game. So is that where 
Is that where Pokemon Z was supposed to be? That has to be it, right? Yeah. Perhaps they're looking at that. Perhaps they're they're looking at that huge jump in profits and saying, "Holy cow! Holy cow! Some something changed here. That's something being Pokemon Go. That was a like a bit of an experiment on our parts, and it paid off a lot." So maybe we should take, we should redirect our efforts a little bit to try and create some more projects that are similar to that. So maybe this year they're spending more of their efforts, like brainstorming, not like brainstorming, but like launching new projects and stuff. So that's why we're not seeing much com- like coming out this year because probably caught them by surprise how much pokemon go made them and they're like well i think it, I think it caught everyone by surprise <laughs> yeah so i so i guess what i'm saying is it, it it would be conceivable that their strategy is we had no idea how great the strategy would turn out for us let's try to launch similar projects so maybe they're like in the planning stages of similar things i mean that's pure conjecture on my part but it would make sense right yeah no that makes sense so their 17th fiscal year is when Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire came out. That was more or less a worldwide release. That was the year they made 18 million. And then the year after they made 5.6 million. Obvious, like, not obvious, not obviously, but, but obvious. Come on, obviously, another team was working on Pokemon Z or had to be working on something of the sort. Because as a company, if you're, guaranteeing so their worst year which was out of out of these years which was their 16th fiscal year uh which was the year before that was the year before um omega ruby alpha sapphire that's when they did pokemon x and y they made 10 million and i don't i don't know how their years exactly roll over so that doesn't matter too much but even if that was their worst year at 10 million and you look at the 18th fiscal year of no game, they could have made $5 million in net profit, at least, if they would have released Z. And yet, for some reason, they didn't, yeah. So when I was talking to people in Slack, Nick kind of made a good point of if they, if they missed that deadline of November or whenever they were supposed to release it, if they couldn't finish it in time and they missed it, and they were gearing up for this 20th anniversary, which included Sun and Moon, you just can't release Z anymore. It's not like you're going to release Z in March and then all of a sudden release Sun and Moon in November, which is what they did, because they announced Sun and Moon in March. So you're not going to go, oh, here's Pokemon Z. By the way, there's another Pokemon game coming out because people are either going to go do... Two, well, you're, you're going to have the people that buy anything Pokemon-related, like the three of us, or you have people that are very content with just one game every now and then, whether that's, oh, I bought Black and White, but I'm not going to buy Black and White 2. Oh, I bought X and Y, but I'm not going to buy Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Oh, I guess I'm getting Z, so I, I don't need Sun and Moon. Or in reverse, oh, Sun and Moon's coming out, and that's a whole new game, and it has all new Pokemon. Why would I go back to Kalos? I just think it's very I mean, interesting. What, what you're saying makes sense. It does make sense. Um, it's just. I mean, I hope all those people have been fired if their planning was that poor and their ability to deliver on time was that bad. 
that they missed out on an entire game. And that's how I got fired by the Pokemon Company and Game Freak. <laughs> yeah, I ju- I'm just so curious of what happened there. Because it's not like Z would have been a failure. It, it would have netted them $5 million. And I don't think any company is going to scoff at, oh, don't worry, guys. We'll make, t- w- w- yeah, we'll be okay with $5 million this year. But hey, if we would have released that game, we would have been at least, at least $10 billion. That's so much more money. It's net profit. That means that was after they've paid for everything. That's a net profit of five more million dollars. Not guaranteed. You're right. It's not guaranteed. Safety not guaranteed. They could have sold nothing. I just think those numbers are very interesting after, like, yeah, you can look at the 146 million and go, wow, that's, 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 that's unbelievable. But I think that $5 million number is way more interesting than, the, than that $146 million number because we were alive and we were outside and we were in the deep end of the aquarium when Pokemon Go hit. That's all I got. I, I, I don't know what any of those words mean, so sure. I think that was our last news article. <laughs> so this is the part where like music comes in and we take a break, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I'm just double-checking here. Uh, oh, sorry. I got so carried away. One more, one more quick bit of news here. This is off Pokemon.com. Sorry, 3ds.pokemon-gl.com. Ugh. They really, they really got the good domains here over at Pokemon Global Link. <laughs> uh, small Pokemon make it big in the tiny tourney. There's nothing little be- to be... <laughs> I'm already laughing. There's nothing little about the fun to be had in the Tiny Tourney <laughs> online competition. Build your best team using only Pokemon equal to or less than one meter, which is three uh, feet tall. Then direct them in double battles in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Participants will receive Galadite, Garvadorite, and Lopunyite Megastones. The entire National Pokedex is available for you to build your team as long as the Pokemon is under the maximum height requirement. Plus, mythical and some legendary Pokemon will not be permitted. But the key word here is some. You can use the Poke Transporter to transfer Pokemon from earlier games. Pokemon can hold items including Z-Crystals, but Megastones will not be allowed. Check the regulations and complete list of Pokemon and items that are not permitted in the Tiny Tournament. Tiny Tourney. Registration begins June 14th. Competition starts June 23rd. Competition ends June 25th. 15 battles per day. You will need a Pokemon Trainer Club account and your own copy of Pokemon Sun and Moon with a party of eligible Pokemon. Uh, They don't have a list of allowed or not allowed Pokemon, even though it says check the list. It says the list will be available uh, when registration starts. So after June 14th. Yeah. But they're showing uh, Sandy Gas and a Pachirisu and a Mimikyu and a Munchlax. Munchlax, sorry. Uh, so those are clearly probably four. Of not, y- probably none of whom will get used. Maybe Mimikyu? Ah, uh, Pachirisu has the, what, follow me? That's pretty popular. I suppose. <laughs> D- uh, so someone on one of the... So there's a competitive battling subreddit called Stunfisk. And someone on that subreddit that is user super G S T E R seventeen 
made a post that is a link to a Google Doc spreadsheet that has um, all of the Pokemon that are under a meter tall uh, organized by all their base stats. Anyone want to hazard a guess as to what what Pokemon has the highest base stat total under a meter? Uh, is it Kartana? Is it Mew? No, Mews are pretty big. Mews and Celebi well, are the Mew, same. Mew is, also, Mew is also mythical, so it's not included. Cartana uh, is very close. Cartana is number four on the list at 570. Um, and it's unclear whether Cartana will be allowed as an Ultra Beast. And it's also unclear. And actually, the four above it are all unclear for various reasons. Uh, the three above it are Azelf, Yuxi, and Mesprit, uh, each at 580. It's unclear whether they'll be allowed because we don't know which uh, legendary Pokemon will be allowed, although I believe they will be because I don't think they've been banned in things in the past. Uh, and then number one is also dubious because uh, it's wishy-washy school form, and it really depends on if they count the height of school form or the height of what is the just the lone wishy-washy called? I don't remember. Wishy, just but, wishy-washy. Uno, so uno wishy-washy is wishy-washy. So we'll have to figure out uh, if they allow wishy-washy school form, but discounting those five, uh, six, which are all dubious for various reasons, the next highest one is Porygon Z at number seven. 535 based at total. Wouldn't you just put Porygon 2 there and give it an, an Eviolite? I mean, you would, but just for pure statistics sake, sure. that is the, yeah. Why is Porygon 2 better than Porygon Z? Because of the ability? Nah, just because um, Porygon 2 already has, like, Porygon Z, when you evolve into Porygon Z, it doesn't really gain much other than offensive capability. So considering that, you've already got a decent bulk on Porygon 2, and then slap on an Eviolite, and that decent bulk gets even better. Um, and it has a great supporting move pool, a better supporting move pool, honestly, than it does offensive. Although there are some pretty uh, decent things you can do with Porygon Z and like uh, singles too. Well, that tournament starts, like I said, on June 23rd. Registration starting on June 14th, so nine days when this episode goes up. And that is our last bit of news. So what we'll do is we will take a quick break. When we come back, we will do emails and Pokemon of the week. So we'll be right back. Keep that dog clean. Keep that dog clean. Keep that dog clean. Keep that dog clean. Uh, keep that dog clean in 2017. Uh, keep that dog clean in 2017. Keep that dog clean in 2017. Just gotta keep him clean. Just gotta keep him clean. Keep that dog clean in 2017. Just gotta keep him clean. Just gotta keep him clean. Uh, keep that dog clean in 2017. Uh, keep that dog clean in 2017. Keep your canines uh, in good condition in 2017. And we are back from our break. Before we get into emails, let me let me spit spit about a new series here. Spit meaning talk. That's what the cool kids are saying. I'm glad you've clarified. How how is the D treating you, Will? I know the kids are still calling Washington D.C. the D. How is the district? Well, yeah, it was the... pleasant until my air conditioning broke, mm. and now it's a little roasty toasty. Oh, I let me tell you, I can't live without air conditioning. I, I hardly believe that. <laughs> so, starting 
This week, the week this podcast goes up, uh, I am starting a new podcast. What? Believe it or not, a Pokemon-related podcast. Uh, so I am starting a another Pokemon podcast uh, in all attempts to finally get rid of Travis and Will. <laughs> yeah, it's taken you a while, but you've finally done it. Finally. It is going to be a new podcast completely focused on the Pokemon anime. And we will be starting, we, as in it will be a show featuring myself and Irene. Uh, we're going to be starting with... That's fun and cute. That's a... That's nice. Uh, we're going to be starting with season 20, so Sun and Moon. And we're going to be doing one episode a week of the Sun and Moon anime. The first uh, two weeks, uh, you will get bonus episodes as we try to quickly catch up to the current episode, which is episode 12 as of this recording. So, doing a Sun and Moon anime. So the catch to this podcast is it will be only for Patreon backers at the $4 a month level. So if you're donating $1 a month and you are interested, you would have to up that to $4 a month, which is which really just comes down to $1 a week. This has no effect on it's super effective. It's super effective will still come out every Monday, will still always be free. All that jazz that I've always talked about. Uh this is just some extra work that uh I'm doing to see if people are interested cuz I know that a lot of people do like the anime. So Patreon has this cool feature where it does allow podcasts to go through there. So I will be uploading all the podcasts through Patreon. Once you are a gold backer, which is $4 more a month or higher, whether that's, you know, $100 a month or, or $6 a month, it will give you an RSS feed. Once the first episode is live, you enter that RSS feed in your iTunes app or your Google Play app or your pod pod stitcher app podcaster pocket cast that's what i was thinking of your pocket cast app uh and then just like any rss feed when new episodes come you don't have to worry about anything you don't have to log into patreon it's just that initial login gets you that rss feed and then you're good to go at least that's how i believe it works that's what patreon that's what everything i've read so hopefully that goes very smoothly so yeah, that, I will send a Patreon post. I'll post about it. But if you're if you're interested in that and you want to upgrade to four dollars, cool. If not, if that's not for you, also cool. You still got it. It's super effective. So yeah, I think that's all. Me talking about the anime. Uh so with that being said, let's uh let's tackle some Pokemon emails. Some emails here. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send those over to sbj at pkmncast.com. Or you can go to... Oh, why don't we call them pokemails? Pokemails? Mm. That's really good. We should do that. Couldn't you get emails in X and Y? No, you uh, got like FaceTime no. calls. Yeah, they were like 3D holographic video calls. Yep. In in Well, in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, you could attach letters to Pokemon and then they would carry them around places for you. They didn't have a clever name? Not the Pokemon it Mystery Dungeon probably expert Pokemail. Here. Yeah. <laughs> probably. You can also go to PokemonPodcast.com and hit contact. Hit, hit the contact button. Uh, those, those are two ways you can send emails. This is from Tom C., Rochester, New York. Hi, guys. I'm a fairly new listener, and I really enjoy the podcast. I got into the podcast via the Sun and Moon series. I recently jumped back into Pokemon with Moon after originally playing Pokemon Blue in 2001. Since then, I decided to catch up on the games in between. I am currently playing through Alpha Sapphire, which leads me to my question for the podcast. It's been mentioned on the past few episodes that one sign that Sun and Moon may have also been built for Switch 
is that there can be substantial slowdown while playing even on the new Nintendo 3DS. The thing is, I've also noticed slowdown at times when playing Alpha Sapphire on the new Nintendo 3DS, Horde Battles 3 on 3, or even when there is more than one Pokemon on the screen that has a, quote, more active animation. What are your thoughts on this? Since there are slowdowns in both games, does this change your opinion of why there is slowdown in Sun and Moon? Are we just under the same spell while we hanker for stars news? Tom. Well, I think there's more than just that as the reason why an indicator of why it would be having a Switch presence. I'm not going to say move to Switch, but having a Switch version of the game, because I think they also have uh, taken the the graphics, right? The image files, yep. little models, and ported them, and they poured out to 1080p quite easily, and it's a, a, a nice experience. Yeah, the slowdown is just one of many reasons why people including myself, think that they built this for a more powerful system other than the 3DS, a.k.a. the Switch. Yeah, well, I think for me the biggest thing is how little actually uses... Uh, how, how how unimportant the lower screen is in yeah. the game. I mean, the map is very... It's cool that there's always a map there, but it's not super important. Um, to me, that's the biggest piece of evidence. So yeah, y- your point is good that like it's not new to have frame rate drops uh, in the game, but but I think I agree with my co-host here that it's it, were that alone, you I think you would be unequivocally right that this doesn't really point anywhere. But it's more the fact of the other pieces of evidence with which it is packaged that make that make it as well seem like a piece of evidence uh, towards that conclusion. Yeah, I think those are three good points. The bottom screen is useless, the slowdown, and the fact that people have ported them to 1080p, and those... And don't we already know that Game Freak is working on something for the Nintendo Switch? Yes. That's my... That's my... No, it's not like that. It's more like... Oh, you're doing the... like. What is the Switch? It's like... The click. Yeah. It's very difficult to do with one's mouth. I hear ya. Uh, Next email is from Christina. From Sunland, California. Hey, I was trying to send an email and I was having trouble figuring out how to do this, so hopefully I did this right. Wanted to share a story with you guys. So I was so excited when Sun and Moon was released, and I was sort of following along with you guys playing. Then, near the end of the game, around the sixth gym or so, I was not feeling very well, so I was not playing as much as I would have wanted. At one point, I was playing and I felt sleepy as you do occasionally when you do not feel well. When I set down my DS, it slipped off the surface I was trying to place it on and slipped into a bowl of dog water. (sighs) Couldn't fix it and didn't have the money to replace my DS right away. I'm assuming 3DS, by the way. And I had to wait quite a long time, but I no longer really remember quite what I was doing in the middle of the time I stopped. I was trying to build a living Pokedex, and I missed out on a few releases of rare Pokemon, time limit, the limited time releases. I've been debating restarting the game after transferring my current Pokemon game into Pokemon Bank, most likely, but it doesn't have the same appeal as it did when I began. So then I thought about your Slack community, but I don't know how to get there or anything about Slack. I know it's Patreon exclusive, 
But even though I don't have a lot of money, I'd actually love to support you guys. Traditional stuff. I don't have a favorite, though. I do love to hear from Irene. Identify most with Will. And I love hearing about competitive Pokemon from Travis, even though I will probably never compete. Of course, that all works if I haven't gotten anyone confused with anyone else. I saw the video podcast. Huh. I saw a video of the podcast once, and I was really thrown for a loop because no one looked the way I imagined. Everyone did. Don't worry, SBJ. I love you too for everything you do. Thanks, Christina. It's a nice email. I'm yeah. sorry your 3DS fell into dog water. It sounds like the game was saved because they talked about transferring to Pokemon Bank. Yeah. Yeah. So that's are, good. You, are you disparaging dog water for some reason? Because there's nothing wrong with dog water. I don't know, but just the fact that you have to qualify that it's dog water. Dog water is kind of like slimy. Just... No, yeah. not if you change it every day. And I think it's kind of to differentiate from the concept that uh, she might have bowls of water just sitting on the floor <laughs> of her house, like that's in true. that Shalyamalan movie signs. Those are cups of water, not bowls of water. Cups, bowls, it's all the same thing. To your question about Slack, it's a it's a buck a month and then Steve will send you a link to join and then uh you can either download the Slack app or use uh there's just a URL you can uh direct your browser to and uh talk in Slack there. Everyone is really nice and fun and groovy and funny. It's a fun crowd. Yeah. Uh like Travis said, there's there's an app you can download. You can download an app on your PC, your Mac, your iPhone, your Android phone. And I don't think anyone's using a Windows phone anymore. I think those are gone. But also, you could just go to a web browser like Internet Explorer, Safari, or Firefox, or Google Chrome, and just type in the the web link we give you and then log in. So it is pretty easy, but if you have more questions, or if anyone has more questions about Slack... Uh, and Patreon, you can just shoot me an email and I'll be more than happy to answer your specific questions because what, what we're giving is kind of general information here. Uh, as for like restarting your game, man, that's that's tough. Like I totally know that feeling because I've had that feeling for Fallout 3 actually. I got 30 or 40 hours into Fallout 3 and then my friend was playing technically my roommate at the time was also playing on my ps3 and they saved over my save with their save and it was like a fresh save so they were only like one or two hours in and that was like a gut-wrenching feeling of i I don't want to start this over like there's a certain enjoyment at a point sometimes not all the time but sometimes like re-going through what you've just lost is very hard for that to be enjoyable because you you wouldn't have done that like a lot of people restart games, but to restart a game because you have to is like a totally different feeling. This might be a, this shouldn't be a controversial opinion, I don't think, but it might be given the nature of Pokemon fans. If the prospect of playing Pokemon right now doesn't seem fun, don't do it. <laughs> Pokemon is a weird thing where like, uh, you know, it it's not quite an Animal Crossing where you are actively punished for not playing every day, but it is the type of game that has a certain momentum or inertia to it where uh, if you haven't been playing for a while, it's 
doesn't seem like it would be fun. So unless you have like a specific thing motivating you to play, like, oh, I really want to, as you say, like you feel really motivated to complete a living decks or you want to breed a team to play competitively or um, you've got a friend who you want to battle with a lot. Like unless you have what like an external motivator getting you back into it, I don't necessarily think like forcing yourself to enjoy a thing you're not motivated to do is really going to work. Like play another game and it'll probably be fun. And then maybe something will come along that'll be, that'll uh, make you think, Oh, I should play Pokemon again. And actually wanting to play a video game is, is sort of uh, in my eyes, a prerequisite to having it be a fun experience. Yeah. And making sure that it's not work like, yeah, right. I, I kind of like intersperse my Pokemon playing with uh, monster hunter playing or after I finish the game, I'll, I'll play Pokemon when I want to build teams for various competitions and such. And that's what keeps my interest. But, you know, if you need to take a break for a little while just to let the story drain out and then you can get back into it again, go for it. I agree. I think my biggest stop to playing Pokemon games is just the 3DS itself. Stop hitting the 3DS. It's like I, I kind of want to go back and play red, blue, and yellow. But then I think, ugh, then I gotta play on 3DS. If it was on Switch, then we'd be talking. The Switch is really good. It is really good. <laughs> it's everything I really want. That's why that Monster Hunter announcement got me so excited, because it's exactly what I want. Ugh, I'm so excited. Okay, so this is from Kevin from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, messaged, dear, it's surely entertaining. Huh. I happen to recall that in the anime, there's a superhero who bases... His entire pre- pre- presence slash persona on Gligar. If each of you suddenly became a superhero based on a Pokemon, using their powers and abilities, who would you pick and what would you call yourself? And what would your collective Avengers ta- team name be? Sincerely, frequent contributor Kevin, a.k.a. Koopa Prez. Man, I'm just not into superheroes at all. <laughs> this is really weird because and I, I, this hasn't been announced anywhere, but the episode comes out some, well, I guess... Probably the day you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on Monday, June 5th, because which I think is when this comes out, we're launching season two of Very Random Encounters, and we're playing the old Marvel superheroes uh, role-playing game from the 80s, so I'm really oh. in a superhero mindset anyway. So it's like I, I just had to come up with a personality for a superhero that was randomly assigned to me, and now I'm being asked to do it again, and it's quite intimidating. I'll make yeah, mine. It's a tough one. Easy. I would be Halucha and have a wrestling persona, and all of Halucha's moves are wrestling based. So it's really boring, but that's what you're getting. Ooh, I have my answer. Um, I think I would do. I think I would do like uh, Slackoth, and it would. I would like. It would look like I was just like asleep, resting somewhere, but then all of a sudden I would just like summon all of my because i've been like my, the superpower would be like the more i rest the more energy i like consolidate and then could spring upon you and just wreck you in one quick movement and then go right back to sleep that'd be a fun power so i would be hydramon and i would have hydragon stuff like me and my hydragon would go and wreck stuff and I guess the name would be the human sloth is what I would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what's our what's our team name? So we have a weird sloth. We have a three-headed dragon beast. 
and then a wrestler. The Poke Avengers. That's so bad. You should <laughs> yeah, be ashamed of yourself. Thing. No. Um. The the Justice League of Kanto. What about assist, like the Pokemon move? But it's also we assist the people of Pokey World. That's, but that's better. I like I like the yeah. concept of it being based off like a move. Like we could be the seismic tossers. <laughs> Wait, screw what? <laughs> uh, we're moving on. <laughs> Ingars from Latvia writes in. Ingar, so, sorry, I, I'm butchering your name. I apologize. Writes in, hey, I, st- I recently started a new job which requires little attention to be put in. That's my kind of job. <laughs> and I thought of listening to some podcasts to pass the time, so I checked the Play Store for some podcast app, downloaded one, and reopened it. But then I kind of got confused because I did not think of any topics I would actually like to listen about. And the first thing that crossed my mind was Pokemon. And I found you guys. I have listened to your most recent episode and realized that it's really wonderful. And I decided to go back to li- to all your episodes from the beginning. The earliest I found on the podcast app was episode 49. So I started there and I've been listening at work each day for about two to three weeks now. I am currently on episode 76. And the podcast is getting more and more awesome. You have made me fully indulged into Pokemon and I've decided that I want to finish all the main games. Started with Pokemon Go and I'm currently at the last gym battle. What I kind of like in listening to your podcast episodes is the feeling that I'm making a journey together with a super effective team. Currently, Sun and Moon has already been out for some while, but in my journey with you guys, Black and White 2 was only about to come out. The feels are simply amazing. I realized I really <laughs> like Pokemon. The anime is okay, but the games are just otherworldly. And to be able to experience how it all processed and grew together with your experiences is just amazing. Well, that's all. I just wanted to message and show some some support, and I hope the show will still be running when I'm through the rest of the episodes. Thank you for that email. There's no question there. But I will say, the reason you only found episode 49 is because most podcast apps, uh, including, I would probably say, the two popular ones, Google Play Music and iTunes, uh, they can only store 250 RSS feed episodes. Uh, so since we're well over episode two fi- 250 and there was many episodes in between like the Sun and Moon series and the X and Y series, uh, that's why you don't see episode one anymore because we're just so far past that. But that doesn't mean that they don't exist. If you go to uh, the SoundCloud page or you just manually enter the direct RSS feed in your podcast app, it will show all of them. It's just like iTunes store only shows 250 episodes at a time. I mean, I joke about how like un- uh, I joke about how much I how terrified it makes me that people listen to old episodes with me when I was a literal high- a literal high school student. That weirds me out a lot. I I mean, I, I I bet if you're a listener, you can imagine how strange that would be if you're in my place. Uh, mainly it's just like it's I don't remember what happens on those episodes and it's just a really weird feeling to think that people today are listening to me say things that i don't remember saying from like five years ago <laughs> it's weird and wild and and i guess kind of uh flattering and and honoring yeah i've never said anything wrong or bad so enjoy every word that has yeah ever but, come but from i mean mouth. like you were you were already like a like a 
like a big boy when we start when you started on this. <laughs> I think I was seventeen or eighteen. It's a, a mere blip in my life so far. <laughs> this message is from Cole uh, from New Jersey. SBJ and crew, I have a, I have a few questions for you guys. Number one, if you were a member of the Elite Four, which type would you represent, and which Pokemon would be on your team? I would be an electric uh, type. And my Pokemon would be Alolan Raichu, Denaday, Electros, Electvire, Ampharos, and Motom, Motom, Rotom <laughs> in the Mo form. Number two, if you could pick one Pokemon from each generation, making a team of six, leaving generation one out, who would you pick? My team would be Snorlax. <sighs> that, that already breaks the rule. Oh, leaving one generation out, not leaving the first. Yeah, not ge- generation one. Yeah. My team would be Snorlax, Sizer, Chatot, Chandler, Denaday, and Aquaranid. Araquanid. Araquanid. There you go. Getting tongue-tied. depending on your pronunciation. Number three, if you could live in one Pokemon region forever, where would you live? I would live in Alola. Hope Travis is back by the time this is right on the show. Cole from New Jersey. I am. Oh, boy. That's, uh... Let's let's get cracking, right? So... Ah, ice type is my favorite and would also be an ice type elite four member. So it's got to be pile of swine, Vanillux, uh, like a frost lass. And it's a good new, what's a good, like, uh, oh, probably like, um, Alolan sand slash. Oh, that's a good choice. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, this is a hard question. It's a, it's, uh. These questions are so hard only because it's like, hey, quickly think of six Pokemon out of 700 and I don't even know how many there are anymore. <laughs> There's 801. Since I just finished my living Pokedex, except for two, three, three, I need left, but that's okay. I'll have them soon enough. So can I wait? My team, can I do my team of six, leaving one generation out? Uh, since I just built a team for Pokemon Sun, and I did pick all my final six. So we've got Dragalge, which is Generation 6. Darmanitan is Generation 5. Mimikyu is Generation 7. Tyranitar is Gen 2? Correct. Gliscor is Gen 4? Yep. All right. Gen 4 has all the weird, like, evolutions. Yeah, I'm off on one because I have Electros as my six. So I'll throw in a Raichu to be a, an electric type. And there you go. Wait, was that? Which, did you somehow answer both questions in one no, answer? No, that was my, my team of generation folks. Oh. Uh, if, it was, if I was going to be a Final Four, Elite Four, Doodle, uh, it's really hard. I just... Doodle? Uh, I I would be a water type elite four. I would have Huntail, all, all basculine, just six Huntail, five Huntail, and one basculine. So I would yeah, but be. Elite four members don't have six Pokemon. I believe they uh, all have five. Depends on which, how many times yeah. you go after them. I would I would be an elite four member in a different region that hasn't been visited yet, and instead of being based on a type, it's based on a theme, and I would have all cats. There you go. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I'd have Meowstic. I'd have Lipard. I've had. I'd have Delcaddy. I'd have Persian. Uh, Persian. I'd have. Give me one more. Dag Nabbit. Delcaddy and not Perugly. 
Duck oh, Hattie I, is so which... much better than Perugly. I like Perugly. All right, and Glammeow. I would, yeah, I would say Snorlax is fair game. Snorlax mm. is a cat. Snorlax is... Is it yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I... I don't think I've given... No, I haven't given my... A team from with one from each generation. Gen 1 is Meowth, because I like it more than Persian. Uh, I would probably do Persian. If we're talking... It's supposed to be like a team. I guess I would evolve it, even Persian though I like Meowth more than really Persian. really underrated. Persian's cool. Um, and then from Gen 2, I would do Piloswine. I skipped Gen 3 because I don't like it as much. From Gen 4, let's do Azelf. From Gen 5, Vanillux. From Gen 6, Slurpuff. From Gen 7, Mimikyu. That's a good team I got myself. Actually, no, Rabambi from Gen 7. That's a pretty good squad. Mm. Mm. I mean, like, not good, like, it won't be competitively anything, but the fact that I could pick, like, a lot of my favorites from each generation and end up with, like, something that's not laughable, that's pretty good. Man. Uh, I'll start backwards. Gen 7 to Canon. Gen 6, Halucha. Gen 5, Garboder. Gen 4, mm, Magmortor. Gen three, ah, oh, that's uh, skipping. Gen three, skip it. Gen two, Politoed, and Gen one, Machamp. There's two fighting, but and two flying because Haluch is flying and two can't. Don't matter. I'm happy. I'm that's sad, okay. I'm satisfied. Have it your way. Yeah, I'm Burger King here. I'm having it my way. Uh, where would you live, Alola? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the right answer. I, I know. I would live in. Uh... Sinnoh. Absolutely. Sinnoh. Ooh, yeah. Sinnoh's great, too. Uh, let's do... A c- My character on the first season of Mythical is from Sinnoh. Let's do a couple more here. I was trying to get through older emails. There's all these new email questions. Uh, Devin writes in, Hello, I have a question regards to Pokemon Go. Has the game changed your opinion about any specific Pokemon? I used to overlook hmm. Quilava, but now I think it's one of the cutest Pokemons, especially the... Po- Sorry, he said... They said Pokemon. I added the S. That was my fault. Uh, especially like its animations. Furret is also super cute. It runs up to the anime, up to the screen and scratches. With regards to recent events, I think the success is really based on the biome you live in. I have I live in a desert slash mountain biome, so water and grass Pokemon, water and grass events were pretty awesome. The water event really filled up my Pokedex, and during the grass event, we had tons of spawns that we don't ever see. However, the rock event was a dud. It only increased spawns. The only increased spawns was Slugma. It was quite disappointing. I don't think the event success should be based on which Pokemon are spawning. Go offers such a different experience based on your location. It's really hard to judge the success or failure of the event. Thanks for your awesome podcast. Signing off, Lime Rookie. No, I would say the grass event was a dud because it was only three days compared to the adventure week, which was like eight or nine days, maybe a week, maybe I'm either way. The adventure week was twice as long, if not longer than the grass week. I didn't get grass Pokemon. I got like Rattataz and Hoot Hoots and Natus. I got the same exact things I were was always getting at my house or my work. So that's why I would say that it was a dud. 
Adventure uh, Adventure Week though was very noticeable in spawns. We don't get a lot of rock type Pokemon in the Midwest. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not yeah. seeing. I'm not. I wasn't seeing any grass Pokemon. I Caterpie, Weedles, Pidgeys, Rattas, Natus, yeah. Hoot Hoots. Like none of those are grass. And I like yeah. I still saw those for Adventure Week, but not nearly as often as I saw a Slugma or a Geodude. I think yeah. if I were gonna pick a Pokemon that I like more because of Pokemon Go. I mean, I have already always kind of liked Ditto, but I like how Ditto functions in Pokemon Go that you don't know you're going to catch it until you do. I think that's really cool. I agree. I caught a Ditto the other night, and it was it was a very exciting moment, even though I have had I have had Dittos in Pokemon Go in the past. It was a Rattata that turned into a Ditto, and it was, oh, oh yeah, this is a thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, ditto. Ah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't think people should be going out in the middle of the night and riding bikes on city streets uh, catching Pokemons. Let me tell you. Hey, here's the thing. This is, this is like kind of Pokemon Go related. In the city I'm living in, I always say I live near Grand Rapids, which is no longer really even true. I'm, I'm in a, another town kind of in the area of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, but they had a, there was a thing last night or like all day yesterday that was a, like a pub crawl, but you were encouraged to go on a bike from place with alcohol to place with alcohol. So imagine all of these people who have ingested like a lot of adult beverages. A pedal tavern? And because it's in the summer, right, and because it's in the summer, they're also playing Pokemon Go. So people on their phones playing Pokemon Go after imbibing a lot of um of uh naughty liquid like that's a recipe for disaster and the place i work (laughs) happens to have like (laughs) the whole front wall is just like glass windows so there were a ton of people that i saw with like phones in their hands playing pokemon go that like almost or just did fall on their faces so don't do that uh it's very difficult to operate a bike and a phone at the same time yep i've been ever since adventure week i've been very and i talked about this last week i said i was more compelled to finish my pokedex in pokemon go than i have ever been in the main series games and i don't and i didn't know how to explain why i felt the way i did because of that and and spoiler i still don't know why that is but to continue off my adventure week and to continue filling my Pokemon Go Pokedex, I called up Micah. I, th- I think this is knowledge, but Micah and I live in the same city. So I called up Micah and I said, hey, let's go to Lake Park tonight. I haven't been there since I haven't been there when it's the stops have been open and I want to catch Pokemon, and I want to see how many stops actually got removed. I want to know more details, because I was at Lake Park for my interview with CBS when they interviewed me about Pokemon Go, but I didn't have time to, like, actually, besides, like, the first area of the parking lot, I didn't have time to walk through the park and see what is there and what's not there. I pick them up, we head over to Lake Park, we get at Lake Park at 9.04 p.m. The stops are closed. Confirmation that these stops closed definitely at 9. I thought it was 10, but it's, it's at 9. So, stops are closed. I said, hey, 
let's just walk through Lake Park. I just want, I want to count stops. I want to see what's gone and what's not. So first Pokemon I see when we get to Lake Park is Totodile. Already excited. I'm already extremely satisfied with this trip because I don't have a Totodile. I catch the Totodile. I see that there's also a Grimer at Lake Park. I don't have a Grimer. I'm looking for the Grimer, so we're walking through. Uh, anyways, we count that Lake Park had about seven to eight stops removed uh, out of the entire park. And it's not that big of a park. There are still stops there. It would still be a place that I would, wouldn't mind going in the future. And then, like two miles away, I went, eh, maybe a mile away, Snorlax appeared. And I didn't have a Snorlax. So I hoofed it, caught that Snorlax, extremely satisfied again with the night. Uh, also got a Cyndaquil that night too. So Micah says, hey, let's go over to Discovery World and the Milwaukee Art Museum. Let's, there's a bunch of stops there. Let's just go over there. So we were probably walking for about an hour, an hour, hour and a half around Lake Park. So we go over there. My concern was all the stops were going to be closed because on both sides of the art museum and Discovery World, there are two parks. Uh, and then Summerfest is over there as well. And uh, they weren't closed. So we caught some Pokemon and then we saw a bunch of people leave Discovery World on bikes. And I was like, oh, that's, that's weird. It's, it's, it's like 11 o'clock at night. These, where, where did these bikers come from? So in front of Discovery World, there's what's called a bubbler. They're one of those rent, I, I don't know, Travis or Will, if, if you have these in your town, but they're just bike rental places where you just pay for the hour. Yep. Yeah, it's called DC Bike Share. Okay. So I forget what the one is that's in Grand Rapids, but yeah. Most of them are owned by a company called B-Cycle. B-Cycle owns Bubbler, but they also own Madison Bikes, which is the same thing in Madison. So it works universally. There's also one stop. They also own some in Indiana, so I am now a bike member because of this, but you can rent bikes in Indiana, for example. So we, uh, we walk over and I go, hey, we should get a bike. And Micah's like, okay, let's do it. And I was like, I, was, I wasn't being serious, but now I'm curious how much it costs to rent a bike. So I went up to the machine and it's $3 for every half hour or you get unlimited rides for a month for $15 a month. But I didn't know that at the time. So we rented a bike and I haven't ridden a bike since I was maybe 19, maybe 18. Bikes are good and fun. The, I instant, like zero struggle on getting, I know the old saying is like, you never forget how to ride a bike, but it couldn't be more true. I got on that bike. I knew how to ride that bike. I had a great, great time on that bike. I biked like three miles that night. And that's not, I'm not saying that's a lot. I'm just saying I biked three miles and we went from Discovery World to the Art Museum to the Third Ward of Milwaukee, uh, which has just, I don't know why people are so, so upset about Lake Park. There is a three block stretch, three city blocks, so not that big. And each... There's 12 stops, 4, 8, 12, 4 stops per block. You can hit that, you can walk that whole thing in 5, 6 minutes, and then turn around and go back up it. That, tw who cares about Lake Park, guys? I am mad about Lake Park because I don't want the man telling me what I can and can't do and when I can and can't do it. So That's true. The, the man can go take his laws and put them where they belong, which is not on my body. Thank you. That's true. I agree with that. 
But even if Lake Park was still as active and had seven more stops, I feel like the third ward is really the place to go. I love the biking so much because also biking counts for hatching your eggs because you're not going terribly fast. Well, plus you can hatch eggs on a bike in the game, so it would be terrible if you couldn't. Yeah, you're right. Moral of the story, bikes are good and fun. Yeah. And I like them a lot. I went back the second night and did it again and did six miles on the bike and my legs felt like noodles. And all I want to do now is go back at night and bike and play Pokemon Go. It's a real great feeling. Unfortunately, I can't do that because I don't have the Apple Watch, but... Yeah. Or Pokemon Go Plus. Then you would need the app just open in your basket. As I mentioned before, I do not approve of operating both a smart device and a bicycle at the same time. You don't have to operate it, though. You just have to have the app open and then put it in your bike basket. I get uh, you, you're just You're just talking about to hatch eggs, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, there's a big difference when you're, you know, riding a bike around downtown Grand Rapids at one o'clock in the morning versus, you know, evening when people are in cars and driving around and such. Yeah, one of the benefits at 10... No one lives in Grand Rapids. (laughs) One of the the reasons why I like the night riding is because there's not that many cars. Are you a night rider? You you better believe it. And (laughs) there... It's also way cooler. The new co-host the, the sounded super <laughs> effective. Kit. <laughs> the sun's not out. It's not beating down on your neck. Well, and also you're a vampire. Yeah, I mean, though, that, that's all true. Uh, let's do one more email and then we'll jump over to Pokemon of the Week here. This message is from Luke from Memphis, Tennessee. Dear SBJ and friends, I love the latest episode where you dis- where you- and your discussion about the latest amazing game Magikarp Jump. When I first started, I saved up 600 gems to get Charizard. He is amazing. But then I listened to the episode to find out what things to buy. I am now on my way to getting the Whimsicott cushion. I love the encounters you get in the game, and I always scold Magikarp because you can regain all three training points. I agree. That's the, that's the right thing to do. Uh, I love it when you see a Pokeball and you snag it, and it says, Carp DM, throw caution to the wind, or something like that. It's pretty hilarious. And it refuses to jump for the berry. It says, better safe than sushi. I really love this jump game. Yeah, there's some good puns. I still play Pokemon Go. I have a few questions. If you could lead an army of Pokemon, not legendaries, what would it be? I would lead a bunch of Togekiss because Togekiss is my favorite Pokemon. What Pokemon would you choose to be your guardian to protect you from all harm? I would choose Aegislash. Keep up the amazing work. Uh, Sincerely, Luke. Kid. I would have an army of Durant because they work well together in big Ooh, army formations. that's a formations. good answer. Yeah, that's, that's a really thoughtful answer. Uh, oh, uh, Combi. Oh, yeah, all right. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just stealing Drew. Will's answer basically like that. I, I'll do something else. I'll say like no, uh, good Bisharp because they, they already seem like they're soldiers, so it's like they're already trained for it. Mm, I see what you're saying. I'll have to come back on that one. Uh, a guardian Pokemon to protect you. Oh, I would do like uh I feel like I should do one where I could like go I could like I'm trying to think if there's a Pokemon that has like an orb in its body I can just go in so I'm like completely protected. Reuniclus. Like, <laughs> yeah, I should just I should just hop into one of the little Reuniclus jellies and then I'm completely safe and I can bounce around and have a good time. But you can't breathe in there. I would say How do you know? 
I would say Metacham. That's because a interesting. What's your reasoning there? Uh, they could put up barrier, protect, uh, light screen. That's true. Well, if you want that, then I'm picking Wobbuffet. Because Wobbuffet's just an expert have... in all that stuff. It doesn't have the screens, does it? Well, I mean, but it absorbs the damage and then that, like, yeah, deals it yeah, back it twice absorbs. as hard. It's a... If I'm doing dual screens, I got you, then you got to do something like Klefki, because it's got Prankster, and that's better. Klefki would be l- l- less space in your house. I feel like Wobbuffet would get and in the way. And it's really cute. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about Magikarp Splash, just or ma- sorry, Magikarp Jump, just a little bit. Travis, you're you're still playing. Are you going to continue playing? Much to my own chagrin, I will continue playing. Like there's no burnout for you. There is. I hate it. I hate that I'm playing it right now as we speak. I just, I'm just the type of person where if there's a button to be pressed that gives me a thing, it pains me if I'm not actively pressing it. It's a terrible thing with how my brain works and I can't stop it and it won't stop until somehow I forget that it exists. I I mean it gives your finger something to do. Right. I mean there are other mobile games that do that though. Yeah, but not ones that have like Pokemon. Yeah. And you're not playing Pokemon Go. I'm playing a tiny bit of Pokemon Go. Okay. Because I mean you instead of opening Magikarp jump and I'm not saying you should or not. I'm just giving a hypothetical. You could open Pokemon Go, catch one or two Pokemon, and then close it. That's true. Uh, I'm still playing Magikarp Jump. I'm still liking it. I have felt a little bit of burnout, so taking like two days off, or like a day and a half, I don't remember exactly, was was nice. I would say most of the burnout isn't from the game itself. It's from these training slash gym cutscenes. Yeah, I have never been more frustrated to get the words of wisdom cut screen, cut cutscene. Yeah, that does nothing for you. It yep. does nothing, and I looked it up. It's a funny joke the first time it happens. It's like, really it's... funny the first time, and now yeah. it's 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 wasting my time. Yeah, it is nothing but wasting six seconds of my life, and it's it... Mr. Rossetti, but you didn't do anything wrong. But Mr. Rossetti is punishing you for turning off that's your game. Exact, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's Mr. Rossetti if you didn't have to do anything wrong to make Mr. Rossetti show Oh, up. yeah, yeah. Like, why is that not a one-time joke? Why continue to tell me that nothing is happening? It's so yep. frustrating. The other, uh, not, this isn't frustrating, but you know the one where you see the fruit in the water? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think it's called the, the old rod or the good rod. Yeah, it's called Old Rod, I think. There's no bad punishment for that. You can lose JP, but you don't lose your magic card. Yeah, you don't die. Yeah. Which was the big worry there. I still continue. I cannot not open Voltorb. I won't do that one if I've got a Pokemon, or a Pokemon, if I've got a Magikarp of a color where I still have patterns that I need. Like... If I've got a Magikarp that's small, so it hasn't yet gotten big enough to where I see the full detail of its patterns, and it's of a color for which I do not have all of the patterns, I won't take it. Otherwise, I will. We talked last week about how I hadn't like ever seen it go well for me. All of my bad luck must have been front-loaded, because I've hardly ever had it explode on me since. And the same thing with the uh Pidgeotto one. It's it's been I've had a lot better luck with it lately. 
And since we talked, I had really good luck with the Voltorb. And then I got I got five to six explosions in a row. Ugh. And then I'm I'm back to the I'm back to the good one. Did you get to the spoiler? There's like a gray magic carp. Are you there yet? Yep. Okay. Because I'm not. Because when you said like you won't take it when you have a pattern you don't already have, I have all the current patterns. Mm-hmm. Currently, right, right. But I know when you beat a certain league, it unlocks two new patterns or two new base patterns. Yeah, two new colors. Yeah, each of which has three. I think. Yes. Patterns within it. Yes, we got some corrections on this. But because we said, I said, I said we didn't look up anything. Like last week, I think we both didn't know what Charizard did. If you click on the get button, it does tell you. Yeah. It doesn't make that clear, though. So the reason I didn't click on it is because I had, how how much is popular? I think 500. Yeah. So I had like 300 and some gems. So I didn't want to click on Slowpoke because I didn't want to accidentally buy Slowpoke. So that's why I didn't know what Slowpoke yeah, that, did. It, and it's also weird because that's not how the other shops in the game work. Like, if you're buying a decoration, it has a... It the description is below the decoration it. does under it, yeah. But that's not the case for the support Pokemon, which is very a, a very strange choice. Yeah, it's very odd. Uh, Poplio uh, is in the water with you. That's still frustrating for me. Like, is real cute. He's my boy. I want him out of my way. <laughs> He's every seven hours, though. Not that big of a deal. I think that's really all to say, unless you have anything else. I made it to level no. five while we were recording. Congratulations. Why, thank you. Uh, on that slow road to level 46, like you guys. Yeah, 51 is... You know, it's all about perseverance, character, and integrity. I wish there was a way to auto-battle. Like, just take me through the league. I get it. Especially where I am. Because I guess, do you mind if I spoil what happens after the luxury league? Uh, you go through a new league that just you can repeat over and over, right? Right. So it's like I'm just seeing the same things over. It's not even like I mean, not that I wasn't seeing the same things over and over again before, but now I really am, and I still have to watch it. So it's boring to watch the leagues. I mean, I still like it. Don't get me wrong. I just I feel like we said everything that's good about it, and now all that's left is the slowness that exists in the game, which I can't help yeah. thinking about. Because the that the slowness of how everything moves, whether that's battles or the wasting your time with the words of wisdom, like those take up so much more time than the actual fun part of the game that I can't yep. help but just consistently think about it. There's like a time wholeheartedly. If the game was like, hey, we'll speed up everything fifty percent if you pay ten dollars, I would throw so much <laughs> money at it because I just don't don't say that. Now they are gonna. Now if they were working on some sort of fast forward, now they are going to charge us for it. But like, even I thought about like giving more money in because right when you when you pay, it accelerates the game, right? But you're, but it doesn't accelerate the part of the game that is bad. <laughs> like I don't mind eating. I don't mind spending my coins. I don't mind the training sessions. It's just, yeah, it's just beating a dead horse at this point. That poor horse. <laughs> Magikarp jump in stores now. Digital stores. Travis, mm. give me give me the Pokemon of the week. 
The Pokemon of the week for this week is a Pokemon that I really like but often forget about, but when I'm reminded of it, I remember that I like it and that it is cool. That is the Pokemon Heliolisk. Has an interesting typing, this one. It is normal electric. Dry Skin is an ability where if you are in harsh sunlight, you're going to lose an eighth of your HP at the end of each turn. If you're in rain, you gain an eighth of your ability each turn. Then in addition, if you're hit by a water type move, you gain a quarter of your HP uh, back and you're immune to that move's effects. Uh, you gain a weakness, a minor weakness to fire type attacks. It'll deal 25% more damage. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. So... A lot of weird effects, but essentially the most important ones uh, for our purposes are that gain HP when you're hit by a water move and uh, you gain HP in rain because I'm picking this set from Daniel in our Pokemon of the Week Slack channel because it seems to be the set that has the most sort of input from everyone in the channel. Um, it seems to be the sort of culmination of everyone's inputs for Heliolisk. Worth noting... Heliolisk is legal in the Tiny Cup tournament, um, so I've asked folks to uh, pick not only a moveset for Heliolisk that works in Tiny Oh yeah, Tiny Tourney, uh, but also pick Pokemon, pair it with Pokemon that could also uh, be allowed in the Tiny Tourney. So that's what people have done. So this moveset from Daniel is Heliolisk with choice specs that increases the effectiveness of special attacking moves but locks you in to whatever you choose as your first choice uh to uh, of a move when you send the pokemon in if you switch it out and back in you can uh, choose a different move however um the evs are going to be 156 in hp 252 in special attack and 100 in speed with a modest nature so we are really maxing out the special attack output of heliolisk uh, and then for the move set, you're going to do Hyper Voice because you are part normal type, as I mentioned, so that gives you same type attack bonus. Thunder, uh, because you might be pairing this with something that can set up uh, rain, because as I mentioned, you've got dry skin, so you're healing in the rain, and then Thunder has 100% accuracy in the rain, so that can deal a lot of damage. Uh, Focus Blast is there for coverage, especially because you're weak to... Um, or sorry, you're not weak, but like uh, Hyper Voice uh, wouldn't be able to hit uh, Steel types or um, or Rock types, and Electric's not going to be super effective. So Focus Blast covers a lot of that for you. Uh, and then lastly, you're going to use Surf because you can uh, have that boosted by the rain, so it's almost like it gets a same type attack bonus, even though you're not Water type. And then this is where the uh, sort of partner Pokemon come in because you can partner it first with either something with Drizzle, which I'm not sure exists in the tiny tournament roster. I don't think there is one, but you can, but uh, folks in the Slack channel recommend a uh, Klefki with Prankster um, so that you can uh, use Rain Dance with increased priority, thus boosting the damage output of Surf. But even better, you can pair. Uh, your Heliolisk with, uh, you know, maybe after Rain is set up, you can pair it with a Vaporeon, which, believe it or not, is short enough to be played in Tiny Tourney. Uh, and, you know, the EV evolutions have some of the highest base stat totals of any Pokemon you can even use in that format. 
um, and Vaporeon can have water absorb. So you're using Surf, healing your Vaporeon, hitting both of your opponents, and it's boosted by the rain, and you're being healed by the rain. So it's just an all-around great situation. And you're dancing in your the rain. Heliolisk. To uh, That's a re- to really save great everyone movie. that. To, to save everyone the time, there are no Pokemon that are small enough that have the Drizzle ability. Thank you for that, Will. Because there are only three Pokemon that have the Drizzle ability, and they're all over one meter tall. Thanks, Will. Some trivia here. Heliolisk is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 481. No other Pokemon has the same type combination as Heliolisk and its pre-evolutions. Heliolisk is the only non-grass type Pokemon to evolve with a Sunstone, and Heliolisk is the only Pokemon to have more than five Hangul characters in its Korean name. I don't know if I said that word right. Uh, Hangul, yes. That's close enough. Alright. The Generator Pokemon. That's kind of cool. Reminds me of that uh, I like thing from Jurassic Park. It looks a lot like the thing from Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not the Velociraptor, but no, the... No, no. The thing that, mm. like, attacks uh, Newman in the porta potty Newman. Uh, yeah, and shoots the, like, weird acid at his face, which apparently the, the that dinosaur yeah. on which it's based can't actually do anything close to that. <laughs> uh, I don't know that actor's name. I just know him as Newman. Yeah, I don't know it either. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, you didn't say the magic word. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. The first Jurassic say the Park magic word. is really good. <laughs> I love that movie. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, some house cleaning here. We have a subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash super effective. Follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Send any emails sbj at pkmncast.com and uh, keep up to date with the Twitter. And if you're a Patreon backer, uh, like I said, we'll be doing that new anime podcast, Haname podcast this week, uh, starting with the sun and moon Haname. So if you want more It's Super Effective content, or you want people's thoughts on that series, or you just want to support us in any way, you can jump over our Patreon to do that, patreon.com slash It's Super Effective. That'll get you there. Otherwise, Travis is at the Travis W. Will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. Oh, also, I forgot. We have It's Super Effective shirts. If you're interested in a shirt, uh, PokemonPodcast.com. There's a store button. Uh, there are a couple shirts left. So if you're interested, they're like fi- they're $15. Otherwise, thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, thank you so much. Appreciate it. If you didn't make it this far, I still appreciate you. At least. <laughs> you just don't know you're appreciated. Yeah, you just don't know it. But if you made it this far, let it be known. You're appreciated. Uh, Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are... Super Super Effective. Super Dilophosauri.
keep that dog clean in 2017. I forgot to mention another thing that really bothers me about Magikarp Jump, and that's that if you upgrade the most common berry to the extent that it provides more JP than the berry that is, uh, than the berry that's one tier stronger than it, it will actually start spawning more of that second tier berry because it gives you less. I spent that coin, hard-earned coin, on <laughs> that first berry because you give me so much of it. So, of course, I'm going to want to upgrade that one. So, you can't swindle me like this, Pokemon Company, and select a button. Stop this. Just wanted to give a big shout-out to Wally. You can check him out uh, over at DrunkOnTacos.com. And if you want to be part of the shout-outs at the end of the episode, you can jump over to Patreon.com slash It's Super Effective and sign up for the producer tier. But again, a shout-out to Wally. You can check out his stuff over at DrunkOnTacos.com. 